It's time for episode eight of Dinner with Jay Z with your host Jasmine and Zena. Get it? <laughs> if you've been with us for a while, welcome back. We saved you a seat. And if you are new, welcome to the show. On this podcast, we take a deep dive into conversations buzzing all around the internet to deal with money, career, and success in general. If you decided to tune in today, tonight, this evening, during your workout, whatever time it is, thank you for joining us. I would be very interested to know if people actually work out listening to this podcast. I mean, I maybe maybe like a, <laughs> a treadmill action. Yeah, you like, know, during the not warm like, up. Or yeah, the cool definitely down, not no not weights. The, like, yeah, no. Not Next weights. I need like the weights on your throat. <laughs> <laughs> so today on our show, we are excited to have one of our silent Twitter face. I only say silent because like she just pop up every now and then and like also, say like, something you... funny and then run away. Like you don't see her no more for a couple months. <laughs> it's like okay, but. One of our silent Twitter faces on the pod today. She has been instrumental in helping me personally identify my professional subset in the conventional work setting with her witty blog, Hard Worker, Bad Employee, a website that covers various topics and ultra necessary conversations about employment, particularly in the Bahamas, because, you know, that's where we live. So today we are joined by none other than Gail Hanna, writer of the Hard Worker, Bad Employee blog. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Gail. So Hi, before Gail. before we we hear from Gail, Sina, can you tell us a little bit All about right. our guest? So, a little bit about our fave. Gail has been an administrative and marketing professional over the past seventeen years. She enjoys reading, gardening, and social mediaing in her leisure time. <laughs> She's the content creator for Hard Worker, Bad Employee. Like we said, my fave a blog centered around helping people navigate and manage the world of employment. If you visited my blog last year and you told me about, you know, your time or your job, then you should know all about hard worker, bad employee, because this was my inspiration, especially after I saw her long form reporting on the, I think it was like a customs or immigration officer and how much they make, how do they get their promotions? Cause you know, that's my judge. So <laughs> if you if you missed out, you probably should visit my website to read about it. And if not, we'll probably put like some stuff in the show notes where you can see it. But yeah, welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be finally having dinner with Jay Z. Yes. This evening. Yes. So thanks I a lot. I did not pick the how much was the money? I forget what the money today is ten thousand dollars, but five hundred. You know, eight hundred million. Just get more ridiculous. <laughs> Instead of eight hundred million, eight hundred million. I'm having dinner with Jay Z tonight. <laughs> Boom. Boom. So y'all know we usually start with our rapid fire. So we have a couple worker-related rapid fire questions this week. So let's start. Are you a fan of clocking in? and out yes or no yes i am an extreme fan of clocking in and out please if i am expected to be paid for my time i need you know a correct representation of whatever that time is so boy that's crazy that's yep. crazy that's crazy no. 
Oh, I the am gate. Not, okay, am let me a, know. Am, what do you think? I'm not a fan. <laughs> okay, let me tell you why I'm not a fan, right? Clocking in and out is only for is only for employers who care about the time you reach to work. They don't necessarily care about the time you leave work, especially for people like me who sometimes stay to work later. Like sometimes I'd leave work like six o'clock, six thirty, seven o'clock. Nobody cares. No one's asking <laughs> They're me. They're not looking at the end. No. no one's asking coming. why you left at seven thirty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they definitely asking why you arrived at nine oh five. Or nine o'clock with three seconds. <laughs> yeah, and that is valid. So are you a salaried worker? Like your salary is set? Yeah. So okay. regardless of sense. how much hours I spend in the place, yeah. the it money doesn't matter. The so why do you care so much? Because they I don't think, want you stealing their time. Yeah, if you're more an hourly worker, then it makes a bit yes, more sense. Yeah, it but makes what you describe, I understand, yeah. Since then, already yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Why is it a big deal that I why I can't why is it a big deal if I clock in at nine o'clock and sixteen seconds? Because <laughs> you delinquent. <laughs> That's why. You know what? <laughs> a Next place question. of employment had us um do our thumbprint for clocking in. Wow. So so you can't even pass your ID to someone. No, wow. you had to come mm-hmm. and produce your. Mm-mm. Yep. Anyhow, offline, offline. I need to know where that is so I know absolutely never, to go never, never ever. I could hardly take swiping in and out now with my card. Like yeah. honestly, like yeah. I receive emails about swiping in and out, regardless of whether or not I'm working hard. They care about that the, swiping. They don't care about mm-hmm. the hard work. They care about that you in your seat at nine a.m. Mm-hmm. Not a second later. The mm-hmm. so next, I could question. be in my seat though, but I could also be eating breakfast, <laughs> watching Netflix, and doobie. <laughs> <laughs> so, would you rather tell people off in person or craft a professionally gangster response via email? So the professionally gangster response allows me the time to edit right the telling people off like that's risky because like i could say some things or something might come out that may affect me professionally but i i used to have somebody on my job i would send them the email that i want to send and i'd be like hey read this over let me know what you think about this how does this come across what's the tone and then they would send it back to me and then I'd be able to send it on. So in the workplace, you want to take that pause more, you know, more times than not to craft something or, and then when you craft something in writing, you have it in writing, right? So you could print it, whatever, whatever you say verbally. And they could say you said anything, anything, right? absolutely. <laughs> anything. They would say you tell them, but they dead mom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perspective so. is different. So for me, email, well-worded okay. email, good way to go. For me, it's definitely yeah. email as well. When mm-hmm. I first started working, I was a firecracker. I mean, I think to a certain extent, um, yeah. people who know me would still um, <laughs> classify me as oh. a firecracker at work. 
but like it didn't matter you said something i did not like it i'm going to respond i'm going to respond right now there's no email <laughs> there's no paper trail there's there's nothing there's literally just your uh, word against uh, mine and you higher than me and you know i's a little girl and you know you're gonna yeah. get me fired mm-hmm. and did <laughs> but i did learn number one i learned how to control my temper at work yes and then i also learned how to like you know take a step back reflect maybe think about what exactly what it is you want to say and then you know then email and you know then do your sniper attack to be honest with you i found people are afraid of direct communication in the workplace so when you have the telling people off or you know anything around that direct hey let's get it sorted out right now it seems like that's not really you know the way to go unfortunately so yeah people don't like i I, I mean i understand what you're saying Mm -hmm. i understand what you're saying and the type of person too i try to sort it out right away but I've come to find out that in the workplace, that may not be the best approach. Yeah. yeah. Some of us may be confrontational and, and also understand that confrontation does not necessarily have to be a bad thing. Um, no. Confrontation just is what it is. It, 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 it's, it's a neutral thing. It's, it's that how you makes. take it, what makes yeah. it, you know, either positive or negative. And then for the most part, it's usually negative on, on some people's part because they don't like confrontation. They rather be passive aggressive and do a bunch of garbage. Passive aggressiveness ain't solid either. I mean, don't get me wrong. Sometimes I love a passive aggressive okay girl. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes yep. it's purely in the way to go. Go so, teamwork in the workplace. Yay or nay? It's a no from me. <laughs> <laughs> I am so sorry. Um, I feel you. I feel you on that. I feel you. I feel you on that. However, I have learned that there is value in teamwork. I personally don't gravitate towards teamwork in work settings and things like that because usually, because I'm type A, I tend to end up being the person shouldering most of the work anyhow. Mm Mm-hmm. So if, yep. if if that can be the case, let me just work by myself and not have to I worry about. My, you know. I feel like that's my way in work and in life, like because then you just do something wrong, it's just gonna be like I should have just do that myself. Yep, and get it over with. Mm-hmm. Team, like to me, teamwork in the workplace is similar to like high school teamwork. You know, group projects. You got the one person who does everything, the other person who doesn't even remember you have a project due. Like exactly, the various- I say. They say it's supposed to prepare us for the workplace. All it let me know is the workplace is the same. Mm-hmm. Yep. And these people are trash. <laughs> these people are trash. <laughs> I mean, because honestly, if I speak, I have no job. <laughs> I just let you all know. <laughs> In the last couple of months, I've been on a couple different projects in and out of my workplace. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing... It's, it's usually me, okay? It's usually it's okay. usually me and like two other people I convinced to to help me help carry the load. Mm-hmm. That's usually how it ends up. Our last one. Are you a self-starter or do you crave detailed guidance? So again, this is a toss-up for me because I am a st- uh, self-starter. But in the workplace, I find that people 
all right, people, you, they'll say people could tell you either what to do or how they want it done, right? And I find in the workplace, people tell you what to do. And then you are supposed to, through some method of osmosis or diffusion or something, know exactly how they want it done. And then when you don't do it like that, it becomes a problem. So mm -hmm. for me, detailed guidance, I'll take my notes, I'll record you speaking on my phone. Like I'll do everything I need to do to make sure that me and you have a mutual understanding because mm -hmm. I've also found, you know, I'll be given projects and whatever I'm thinking is not what the person has in mind at all somehow. So mm -hmm. the more details, more detailed guidance, the better for me. But if I don't get it, that doesn't stop me from, you know, starting something or doing what I need to do. So it's, it's either or for me, but preferred on a job or employment situation, detailed guidance for sure, all the way. Yeah, I think I'm a little bit of both too. Like, obviously I'm going to self-start because I'm going to do what I have to do. But I think it helps when there are some type of guidelines as to how you should do it. Because like you say, people expect that you are like a mind reader that you are going mm -hmm. to exactly what they had in their mind yes thinking of this thing mm -hmm. yeah i actually do agree with both of you it's a little bit of both um and then i find it so weird sometimes that people would ask in interviews are you a self-starter and it's like doesn't even really matter if i am because if i decide to to do what it is that i you know what i thought oh. should be done y'all can ask me who you think i is mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> you understand, like, give you authority to even do that. <laughs> who authorized mm. that, ma'am? <laughs> we wanted that mm. for real. Do we all work on the same job, or sorry, every <laughs> job is the same job when you work in corporate Bahamas, or if you work in government, not quite <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, let's be completely honest, okay? <laughs> so that's the end of our rapid fire. And that was, that was, I don't know, that one, that may have been my favorite rapid fire <laughs> round because I mean, we all, we obviously spent a lot of time on that. Yes. We so, did. Let's talk about the blog. Um, and I know, you know, you have not written on the blog since the pandemic. I feel Correct. you on that. I mean, me neither. Okay. On my blog, the one that, you know, I pretend to write. I have not that since 2020. So I'll be completely honest with you. I, the last job that I had did a number on me mentally and emotionally to the point where I just, I try to write. And every time I go to write about it, I'm like, did that actually happen? Like, it's something like, I feel like I had over some out of body experience because of how much drama and stupidness and It'd be like that. Yeah. Wow. So It'd thank like you. That. I'll be back one day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is a, pri this is a private institution. Okay. Or this, or, or this, was, this was government private. slash quasi. Because I mean. This is private. This is private. Oh, wow. The trauma is everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. Yeah, Clearly, sorry. you know, the trauma, the trauma did impact the blog. But what inspired you to even begin it in the first place? Um, I worked quite a few jobs. 
after, well, I started working in high school. I was in 12th grade when I started actually working. And I had quite a few jobs between that point and when I started the blog to the point where I was having the same experience in different places. And it started to feel kind of insane, to be honest with you, because I would get the job and everything was, you know, gung-ho, let's go, yeah, all right, and then get into it. And whatever was presented was not what was going on. And I found that happening multiple times to the point where it's like, am I the drama? Like, 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 is this this my sex cycle? (laughs) Right? Which it could be, right? But still, like, so I, I thought of this thing, the job whisperer, where I would try to help people get jobs because so much of it was um, like the interview process, dress code, resume, you, the basics. And that's where I started from to say I was going to help younger people get jobs because there's not a lot of information out there as a person who's just graduating high school to guide you into how to join the workforce and how to actually success uh, successfully make your way through the work environment and stuff like that. The job whisperer was taken. Um, mm-hmm. It's a old blog. I don't know if it's still up. I have to check. And so a friend of mine gave me the idea at the time for the hard worker, bad employee name where, you know, you are a hard worker, you like going to work, and so which I guess we'll get into, but bad employee in terms of job, and you know, when they see that on your resume, job after job after job, then they start to look at something might be wrong with you. So that's where the, the idea came from. I wanted to help people entering the workforce or in the workforce discuss things that were going on and then help people enter it to if they wanted a career or they wanted to be employed long-term, these are the things you have to prepare yourself for. And these are the things that are going on. So you could, you know, be better prepared for what's coming your way um, through employment. So that was the, that was the basis of the blog. And I was bored on my job at the time. So I actually started writing the blog on that last job. (laughs) I was like, people need to know about this. (laughs) (laughs) And I started writing. And then once the job, once I left the job, because you can't write about your job while you're at the job. That's all. Yeah, Yeah. that's taboo. So after that, I was like, okay, let me try this thing. And that's how it started. Interesting. So, so, like you said, we were going to get more into it. So, what does it mean to be a hard worker while also being a bad employee? So, marketing professionals, as you guys are, you're familiar with the SWOT analysis, right? So, mm-hmm. <laughs> the S and the O is the hard worker, good employee, right? That's the hard worker shows up. All this, Hold on. I made some notes. Where is it? Okay. <laughs> hard worker means you don't want to be a bum. That's number one. Mm-hmm. You actually okay. want to go to work and earn your own money, right? You put in the effort to get the results you want. You show up often on time and when scheduled. You don't eat breakfast when you reach your work. Let me just talk about that. And 
and you try to get training for your job that's also important there's a lot of people who have no idea what they're doing on the job and they have no interest in finding out what it might be so mm -hmm. as a hard worker you are invested in finding out what your job is actually supposed to be and trying to get training for it which is another thing that's going to make you a bad employee because the good employee is a robot the good employee does what they say they're supposed to, does what they're told and they're programmed to do and all this other stuff. And that's considered to be a good employee, somebody who follows all of the rules and doesn't question anything and doesn't ask for training and doesn't ask for a raise and, you know, very contained and you could set them down and just press play and they're great. So the, ha the hard worker, bad employee concept is somebody who wants to work hard, but may not be the best fit for the traditional work environment, thus making them a bad employee. They question things. They ask for training. They, you know, that's the main two things, More honestly. Money. Yeah. <laughs> ask for more money. Ask for more money. I so actually, is, yeah. I actually, um, in reading reading the blog, and also just thinking about my own personal experiences, I, like I said, I identify as a hard worker, bad employee. Because <laughs> I do my work. I love, I love the work that I do, the kind of yeah. work that I do, especially when it's a project that like I really I enjoy, that I get to shine. In. I mean, I'm not shine, like I get the glory at the end, but the, the kind of thing that just, you know, brings me to life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that kind of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Like we mentioned earlier, I hate the swiping and thing. I hate the people yeah. watching my time when I come in thing because nobody mm -hmm. watching when I leave. Mm -hmm. Nobody care if as soon as I reach home, I have to, you know, hurry up, make dinner because it's time for my child to also go to sleep. Yep. Like no one cares about that. They only want to make sure that, um, you know, I dodged all the traffic and um, murders. You put your time actually. <laughs> yeah, I have to put my time fly to make sure I'm there on time because no one cares about all that other stuff, mm -hmm. you know. And like you said, I asked for training. You know, it's been on two consecutive performance appraisals and the training mm. ain't come yet you know <laughs> people saying you know we don't have no money for that mm -hmm. and all of that and you know just just all the all of the things especially yeah. obviously you know all of us here have natural hair and you know Ooh, how, things you know how things get you know how things is get on my current job i i recently heard that that when i first came somebody's like they chose her Look at her hair. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Yes. This person here a fellow um, perm, perm today scalp. Woman, so, right? Or... Of course. It's now on my god. Mm-hmm. Her hair perm to her scalp. Dead, dead, dead. It's now on my yeah. It wouldn't start on my locks days, so I know what you're talking about. <laughs> mm. so, yeah, I definitely I definitely identified with that, especially and, and then too, you know. I've mentioned on the blog already that I mean on the the podcast already that I am a person I have been fired twice in life and well it's actually three times but I don't count the first one because it, it really does not count mm -hmm. but twice where it actually really did feel it hurt it hurt it hurt you know 
So, you know, I consider myself sometimes a bad employee. I mean, and even though, you know, in the situations where I did get fired, people was actually lying on me. Oh. It obviously was something about me that they just could not oh, take. They couldn't take oh, it. Yeah. They couldn't on. take it. It didn't matter if I was doing a good job, you know. Yeah. And I was in both mm -hmm. situations. Mm -hmm. I think but your excellence was effortless. So, you know, that kind of triggers, that tends to trigger something deep within some folks. No, but true. I had a manager who asked me, um, I worked at a particular company that dealt with destination management. <clears throat> and um, I didn't get my own group yet. It was still my first, like maybe like three weeks or so, but I had already gone through all the SOPs. Like I read them back in front. So I knew exactly what to expect, this and that. I've shadowed a couple of people for the first couple of weeks. And the manager said to me, um, you think you're ready for your own group? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> he didn't like that. <laughs> you were supposed to be humble. But like, like, what are you supposed to say in that situation? You're supposed to be like, give me some more time. Mm -hmm. Yes. Then you all sent me home that day. Then you all sent me home because like, why this girl ain't ready? <laughs> so how do you say like, well, yeah, without yeah. it being like, well, yeah. Mm -hmm. I couldn't That's even say true God still because that same place told me I couldn't talk about my religion. Anyway. Oh man. Wow. This is beautiful. <laughs> so during your career, Gail, what are some of the common red flags you've noticed at some workplaces? Alrighty. So common red flags. The rules apply to some, but not to all. I've had experiences where I within the first I would say one month or two, call into HR for a minor um, uniform infraction or something of the sort. And I almost went, but so-and-so does such and such. And I was like, mm, they don't care, girl. that's mm -mm. not my business. I got to leave it alone. I just smiled at the HR person and said, okay, you know, I'll make the adjustment. So when you see the rules don't apply to everybody, should be a red flag for you. Um, you're expected to want to sacrifice a lot because you're new or because of your perceived inexperience, your age, whatever it is, when you see, um, places of employment requesting a greater sacrifice out of you, then that's also a red flag as well. Uh, when you, when they know you're worth more, but it's not in the budget, that's also a red flag. Um, I have, I've had one or two experiences. The, the company said, you know, we see all of this, but we're, we only have this. It's like, I know, I know y'all have more than this. Come on. And then the other one, it was like, I had my degree, but I didn't walk across the stage yet. So they weren't going to be able to pay me for it type of situation. Like, I don't understand. But how would they know? How would they know? They know. They know. So, oh brother is correct. Oh brother, and like when they uh, warn you, also warning you about someone else. When you see that on the place of employment, when somebody kind of like scurries up to you and be like, "Hey, watch out for so and so," 
you got to oh. watch out for the person who's scurrying, okay? Oh, my God. That's the hint. You might need to watch out for so-and-so, but you also need to watch out for the scurrying. Yes. You, you know, no, but yeah. true. So, mm. yeah, those are my top. Let me see. Yeah, those are my top four. <laughs> top four hey, red so flags. I know one, you know, you mentioned, like, uniform infractions. So, mm -hmm. as a hard worker and a bad employee, how do you feel about uniforms in the workplace? So, I have... I try to stick with the uniform as much as I remember. Now, there are some rules that some people consider to be more important than others for their personal or religious reasons or whatever's going on with them. So it's kind of like, I try to follow it as much as possible. But I, for example, working in the bank, I used to wear wacky socks. There was no rule against it. It was frowned upon, I think. And, you know, people were looking like, why are you wearing <laughs> funny colored <laughs> socks to work at the bank? But that was more, uh, you know, like it wasn't a rule against it, but it probably was not preferred. And then, that was a mini rebellion, Gil. It was yeah. a mini rebellion. In hindsight, you know, <laughs> <laughs> a younger me, you know, I was like, oh, I'm going to stick it to the man and wear some socks. But <laughs> that was. I don't know. Yeah, or <laughs> hair color is a big one too for Bahamians. They feel as though oh, your hair color yeah. is different, then it's gonna affect everything you have going on with you. So, but, but I generally try to stick to uniform rules. I've been to a lot of places where they'll say like, "Oh, you can only have natural hair colors," mm -hmm. but it tends to only apply to a certain faction of people because yes, obviously, me, if my hair isn't brown or black. I get right up tomorrow. Right. But mm -hmm. you other people, their hair red, purple, green, blue, and no one saying nothing. What hue are they? Black also. <laughs> also, what's going on? What happened? What, what's going that's, on with that? That's what I'd like to know. Wow. That's what I'd like to know. I know the light skins just get away with it a lot. That's true. Well, it's yeah, true. it depends. It really depends. Yeah. Because, you know, they could be blonde. Yeah. But they not me, though. Not, not me, though. Not me, though. <laughs> so, um, as millennials make up the majority of the workforce, have you noticed any positive changes over the years? Or are we still clinging to, you know, the baby boomer and Gen X norms? Um, to me, I think that we, we meaning, you know, our generation, the generation coming up and maybe some of the generation before us have changed the landscape of what the workplace actually is and what it looks like, what we do. It's still fluid. The Bahamas is still 10 to 20 years behind, um, you know, workplaces globally. We still have some catching up to do, but you know, some norms like uh, what is considered professional. We mentioned the hair color, mm -hmm. the dress code. Um, you know, a lot of companies, if they don't see you, then they don't um, they don't consider that you are coming to work or, um, you know, have anything going on. Um, mm -hmm. If they, the intangible aspects of the workplace now seem to be more important than the tangible, meaning things like your mental health, um, things like your family life, your work-life balance. These things seem to have, over the years, come more to the forefront 
than mm -hmm. they would have in the past where it's that kind of channeling through people coming through you do your work clock in clock out leave you do what you're expected to do so on and so forth there seems to be more leniency in terms of you have stuff going on you have a life outside of this job how best can we accommodate that while you still do your work or complete your workload so um i would say that there is positive change i think we are changing the way that work looks we are changing what it means to work and i think that there are some baby boomer or gen x norms that are helpful in the workplace <laughs> explain <laughs> please things like seeking mentorship right where you have people that are more senior or more seasoned than you who would be able to assist like something like that is still which is a big part of the boomer generation they place okay. a lot of um emphasis or they place a lot of energy into seeking a mentor or having a mentorship to advance professionally so something like that i think is still good or can be positive within the workplace. Of course, that varies according to who it is, but mm -hmm. that would be an example. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I find that one interesting because I I do believe in mentorship. I, I mean, and it doesn't have to be, you know, as corny as going to someone and being like, hey, can you be my mentor, right? Mm -hmm. You may just find somebody and you all to click and they are more seasoned. They are in a position that, that you could look up to um, mm -hmm. and you learn from them and they could learn from you too, right? Mm -hmm. um, I find it's weird because I don't find it to be a norm in the workplace yeah. at all. You have people like between the, the boomers and Gen X, they ain't really into nothing. They too busy for everything. And you just happen to miss and find one person who has time. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't find it to be a norm, but it needs to be a norm. Mm -hmm. Agreed. I don't know. I feel like we still real suck in the past <laughs> here. I mean, you have some companies that are starting to slowly transform. I had to say it like that because that's how Girl, I happened. thought that was your internet. <laughs> that's how okay. slow they are transforming because you know, when we first started the show a couple episodes back when we had the HR episode, you have people emailing us about things like dress code, mm -hmm. guidelines in the handbook. Why can't I wear my nose ring at work? And to me, it's like, why are we still focusing on things that don't really matter in the scheme of things? What is a nose ring really preventing you from doing at your job? Unless mm -hmm. your job is nose kissing people. Yeah, agreed. That's, <laughs> it, that's how specific it has to be like, what is a nose ring? Like, what is a tattoo? What is and it affecting? I feel, yeah. I feel like a lot of these jobs are not really getting progressive. They are kind of getting regressive because as more people enter the workforce that have these things that they don't really like, they start to enact rules in their handbook to combat that. Like when tattoos weren't as popular, a lot of these places didn't even have a tattoo policy. But now that more and more people are starting to get tattoos, then they are adding 
policies that say like, oh, you can't have any visible tattoos or you can't have any at all. I mean, how would you know? But mm -hmm. like that's that's where I see it kind of trending. And then mm -hmm. even with the work from home, like, yeah, when COVID was everywhere, a couple people got to work from home. But it was like a lot of these companies rushed to get you back to your desk when a mm -hmm. lot of times people, when they were home, their performance was way higher. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like while you have some companies that are progressive and are making changes, you have a lot that even with millennial management are still kind of in the, well, that's how it's always been done. Yes. That's the way we do things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I had a boss who, if he didn't see you in office, you weren't working. You weren't as, yeah. at work as far as he was concerned, even though it was online, social media management, you know, things that could be done remotely. If he didn't see you in office, he considered that, you know, you weren't doing anything as yeah. far as he was concerned. You slacking off. And especially off. for social media management, why have to be in the office? I could literally do all of that. From my phone. Mm -hmm. In my car. Yep. My, in my car. In my drive-through. Yep. <laughs> in the shower. It's to me it's crazy. And I think the obviously we, we discussed it um a couple episodes back when we talked about the great resignation, but the pandemic kind of shed this huge light on glaring issues in the workplace, right? Mm -hmm. And especially the fact that that for a lot of us, there is no need for us to actually go into work. Mm -hmm. Other than if you want to go to an occasional social something, or if there's a meeting where, you know, you're meeting you a new client for the first time and you have to person. see them, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. And I, I do believe there is some value in going into the office from time yeah, to time. Yeah, sometimes you get some synergies in person that you just can't get over Zoom. And I, right. I'm fine with that. Yeah. But it's no reason... If your job literally does not depend on you being in the place for you to have to be there to get your work done. Yeah. yeah. I think we are at a point where you could now make it optional. Like if you want to come into the office, be my guest. But if you don't and your work and your performance, your productivity all remains high, I don't think there's a reason to force you into the office just to say that you are present and accounted for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, culturally, like Bahamian culture is just weird on a whole, right? And then you have these micro groups of social people or social settings, social norms. And then you have multiple people from these different groups coming to a job to try to make something work. But there are these unspoken rules that you don't really know about you mm -hmm. until you get in and maybe mess something up and then you learn, okay, this is not how it's done. This is how it's done. So in what you were talking about, Zena, in terms of developing the workplace culture and really understanding who it is that you're working with, that would be the main reason I would say the work environment would be important. But even then you get to work and you don't talk to anybody anyway, or you get to work and... You know, you are not interested in what your coworker is interested in, so it doesn't really make much sense. You know, so it's it's two it's different sides to the argument. Let's say it. Let's I'm put it like that. I sit far from you in the workplace, 
we still really aren't going to interact either until mm-hmm. lunchtime or I happen to see you in the parking lot. Yeah. And a really rare thing I've noticed too is people at work don't trust each other. And then when new people come in, they advise them not to trust people. Like it's a, yes. it's a really weird environment of distrust as well. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Just everybody is very paranoid. You know, somebody's out yeah. to get them, child. Weird. Weird. It's weird. And then other, <laughs> in other cases, people will think that you have the same goals as them. You have the same professional aspirations as them. And you have come to take over whatever it is that they've been doing for the past 10 years that you have no idea about. Whole time, you don't even care. I mean, like, I no care. Say, I do not care. <laughs> Like, mom, I'm not trying. I am really not trying to be the manager of the stock room. Like, that is all you, baby. You handle mm-hmm. it. You're good. Oh, we always, <laughs> we always used to it. deal with the promotional items. And oh, now this girl comes. She trying to set up a new system. And, oh, oh like, girl, everything cool, you know. You have these things. If I need to sign these things or when I come for them, just let me know. But at the end of the day, you know, in my role, I may need to get these things. So just, yes. just let me know. I don't yeah. I don't want them. I don't yeah. want them. Yeah, but it's weird. It's weird people like people think you in direct competition with them. Meanwhile, your goals are so different. You trying to be the the president of the company. They are trying to be the manager of operations. Two totally different paths, two mm-hmm. totally different goals. And they think mm-hmm. that once you come in. Your goal is the same as theirs. Yes. It's weird. So now that we are talking about um, preferences, you know, the things that annoy (laughs) us in the workplace, what would the ideal workplace look like to you? Ideal workplace. Mm Mm-hmm. Besides not going to work, we have to mention that. Right? Besides not going to work, I mean, I think it's very clear. I think anybody who listens, yes, anybody who listens to this podcast, no. So for me, heaven would be all the budget and materials I need oh, to do wee. everything that y'all want me to do. If I go to work and they say, come up with an idea or something and they have the budget for it. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> so ideal. So um, ideal. I, I Flat hours. I want to be able to pick, you know, at times I work, yeah. Proper training. Training is such a big thing. Like, you go into the workplace, you sit down with somebody supposedly training for two weeks. Your training lasts day one. Day one, the person is gossiping with you about (laughs) whatever's going on in the office and who grinding who and who doing what and who is this and Mm -hmm. who's the boss and all this other stuff. Day two, around about midday, they tie to you. They go on a lunch. They pass you off onto somebody else who's not even in the same department as you, but just to make it look good that you're going through training and, you know, this is what's happening. You learn nothing about company culture. You learn nothing about the actual job that you're being expected to do. And the majority of my experiences by day three, you're basically on your own. That's true not doing much honestly sitting down at the computer maybe on twitter and facebook and trying to figure oh. out you know what's going on <laughs> very bold very bold when... you to assume that it already set up your computer very exactly. bold you to assume that you already have a computer on day three oh, you're very correct <laughs> <laughs> you're very yeah. correct so yeah 
you know, like I want companies, especially with training to invest more in focusing on that because you'll come into a company, the HR presentation is so wonderful and so nice and is almost completely opposite from the actual company culture. It's like they have no idea what's actually going on. And then you get into the company and like I say, you do your little three to four day fake training. And then from there, it's your baptism by fire, hit or miss. Thank Hopefully you work something out. Yeah. Sina, did you get training on your current job? Did you did you have an orientation? No. I only ask in for me. <laughs> I had none of those things. What are you talking about? Okay, yeah, me neither. They didn't even give me a directory. Whoever I needed to to, to call, I just uh, no, had to figure it out on my I own. I literally just got the directory maybe earlier this month, last month. Mood. How long you been there? One year. Oh no. <laughs> There's like happy anniversary. <laughs> oh, you still have oh hair girl has the directory. <laughs> there you go. And then lastly, know the difference between sales and marketing. This is a personal bad view. Um, yeah. Just join Just just sales and marketing, not sales marketing, PR, social media. No. Jazz, no. You, you want too much, man. You want Branding. too much. <laughs> you want too much. Events. It's the top Inter level. Comms, external comms. Corporate <laughs> corporate responsibility. Like, <sighs> Boy. you know? It's tough. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. yeah. An yeah. ideal workplace would have, would have enough budget to have somebody who actually can head a PR team, a marketing team, a digital team, down. and a creative team team yeah. that would be beautiful like i would listen i would even i would sacrifice working <laughs> from home to go to a workplace that has all of those people in place mm -hmm. oh that's i mean that i feel you on that i don't yeah. think that's gonna happen on this land oh no not on this land yeah because why are we doing all of that and my cousin she's me on facebook every day <laughs> yeah she could do no, all this she could, she could do all this for 35 dollars and yeah. she could do ads with that. And she could do ads with that. She could boost my page. It's rough on <laughs> And Instagram. $25. So good. I mean, ideally, yes. you all know I'm going to go to work. Well, yeah. You know, we, we know this. <laughs> Gail, last question for you. Okay. What is your favorite article that you have written on the blog? I know I didn't prepare you for this, but you know. <laughs> I know it's my um, thing. You know, you mentioned the government employee blog. That was probably the best one because like, especially working in Nassau, even down to private sector, public sector, you really have no idea what's going on. It's like two totally different worlds. So whereas with that article, what was being described was considered normal for the, um, for the sector, I guess, or for the people in that, um, the government, you know, working in government, it was not the norm for me having had all of this experience in the private sector. Mm -hmm. Um, secondly, it was such a risky thing to do because the person could effectively lose their job and also be blackballed or however you want to put it. 
um, by sharing certain things with me. So it also had to be very kept confidential as as much as possible. Um, I think for me, that was the biggest one because it really opened my eyes to the fact that I really, there was more to explore within this. And there was a lot more work that needed to be done. Unfortunately, I didn't continue with the work in that moment, but I still acknowledge the fact that um, a lot of people in Nassau who are working in Nassau especially have no idea about how it is to survive in these other work environments, even mm -hmm. on the same island, um, and experience these things and have to suck a lot of these things up in order to just maintain a constant paycheck. Yes. Um, so for me, that was the most, that was really one of the most ground groundbreaking. No, what I want to say? That was the one that shook me up the most. Let me put it like that. And then with a lot of my articles too, I tried, I have this tone, right? <laughs> I'm trying to share advice, but it comes across as me trying to tell you what to do. You know, mm -hmm. you are, mm -hmm. the tone is a bit off. And so I also had to take a step back and kind of change the way that I tried to express certain things because I want people to read the blog and feel like they're getting help as opposed to feeling like they're being chastised um, for things that are going on or feeling as though they're reading a rant. <laughs> um, so, you know, there's still some growth there and I do still have plans for the blog and especially writing about um, my most recent experiences. <laughs> so there, there is possibility there for more things to come, but um, yeah, in terms of the main one, that would definitely be the main one. That was, it was long, like you mentioned, it was so long, but it was it so was. much information. I really, I cut stuff out and it was still so much that could be shared about that environment. So yeah, that was really good. It was a good, it was a good read, it honestly. It was a good read. It was sobering. Um, mm -hmm. Sobering, that's a good word. Because, mm -hmm. I mean... Uh, even for some of us who would have had experience in the private sector and also, I mean, like I haven't been full government ever. I've mm -hmm. only, I've yeah, only been private and quasi mm -hmm. and I've been into a few quasi places. And I, I mean, I have my own personal feelings about quasi government. Anyhow, mm -hmm. um, people like to make it seem like it's, it's, this, it's like private light, but no, it's, it's I, a, I think it's a different beast. It's a different beast. Mm -hmm. It's something. It's something. It's it is definitely <laughs> it's something. It's a whole different color. Mm -hmm. But that that still is so still, much different from from what yeah. I read in that article or in that you know in yeah. that story. Alone. And a lot of people would be considered good employees who work for government. Yeah. They show up every day. They come in. They do. They sit down at the desk you know, or wherever they're at, do what they're generally expected to do and go home. See, that's what they're doing. Yeah. Drowning in debt because they have Furniture Plus loan and Commonwealth Bank loan and all these <gasps> other stuff and only making $2 and have to yeah, try to figure out how to pay. Hot. Like, you've been working seven years and you still only making... Oh, man, that was rough. Mm -hmm. I hope they do. I hope they're doing okay because gas is six dollars and thirty three cents right now. Yeah, 
you know. Yeah. Oh, for real. <laughs> oh, no. well, it got to, it got to and i was about to be like well final thoughts but like don't end on, don't end on, a, don't end on that kind of note <laughs> but guys what's what is your final thoughts as we wrap you know this episode up well i would say don't be afraid to to be a bad employee don't be afraid to do the things that, you know, we spoke about in this episode, because you will be able to find a work environment that is suitable for you. It may not be in what you think it is. Mm -hmm. It may not be where you think it is, but there are people who think like you and are interested in creating an environment for all of you to do that in. So, you know, don't be afraid to ask for training. And if training is a problem where you're at, consider moving on and you know all the things we discussed it's possible don't give up hope <laughs> that's my that's my final thought do not i don't have up. i don't have anything to add yeah. i honestly don't that 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 yeah. was that was thing to the point and <laughs> oh i wanted to say thank you to you both as well um when i started the blog you two were one of the very few people who supported me you shared articles um you wore the t-shirt you know i know, um, I, I need just, a new t-shirt because I, I, I beat that i beat that bad i really really appreciate it and i just wanted to tell y'all thank you very much um I, not many people mess with me and you guys mess with me so i appreciate yeah. that well you know show. as fake blog writers as ourselves we have to all support all the other fake <laughs> blog writers <laughs> we can make it we can make it i'm pretty sure i haven't even logged into my site this whole year you know no listen to me as i feel like as as content creators i mean i don't even want to say that like you know with inverted commas right yeah um, because i don't want it i don't want it to be confused with anything highfalutin because I don't, you know, I don't consider myself as such. But as content creators, I am inspired by other people who decide to consistently put out content. Or even mm -hmm. if it ain't really consistent, they put out good pieces of content because mm -hmm. we also know that sometimes you just don't feel inspired to yep. to do it all the time. You you do it when inspiration strikes and especially for all of us we're usually working some full-time job and to be able to find some time while you're working a full-time job to put out content, I think that's remarkable. Um, yep. It's worth commendation, okay? It ain't, it ain't easy no. um, trying to get your creative projects out um, because life will happen. Especially when your brain capacity is being overtaken by the things you have to do throughout the day, you know? Yeah, I find with creative work, it's like sometimes I have to choose between having a full-time job and creating content mm -hmm. on a regular and consistent basis because the jobs drains you so much mm -hmm. of your mental and emotional energy. It's so mm -hmm. difficult to now then come and, you know, pour into your own project or your own creative work. So like you say, Jazz, um, kudos to those who do it because it's tough. Mm hmm Definitely. Kudos so, to you guys. 
Which episode yeah. is this? This is episode eight. Eight, yes. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you yeah. very much. No, we move. Thank this you very fun. much. You know, Thank we you. are 80% through Done the first it. season. Mm -hmm. At least you've got a good team, right? No, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. I <laughs> I don't I don't feel like you know, I have the whole weight on my shoulder yeah. and I just like Yes. It's no. good job. Good job. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. You. So we are extremely grateful to Gail for granting yeah. some of her precious time yeah. with us to chat about this topic. Um, and, you know, all the other things that we discussed, it wasn't just one thing in particular, no. but there's so there's many things. And obviously there's so much more that we do need yes. to talk about because yep. we, mm -hmm. we need to have a conversation about being creatives with full-time jobs. Eh? Yes. <laughs> That's the whole show. <laughs> oh, of course. So I do thank you for joining us, and I hope that we do get to see you back again. Um, I want to thank our listeners for making it this far in the show and this season. Whether you're listening while you drive, eat dinner, or at work, you could have been listening to anybody else. Would you decide to spend some time with us? And so you appreciate that. Like, do you consider yourself to be a good employee or not so much? Let us know on Twitter on uh, uh, IGDM because I know you know some of y'all ain't on Twitter, but y'all do listen. So yeah. DM us on Instagram. Let me know. Like, are you a hard worker? If you ain't a hard worker, honestly, truly, hey, ain't nothing wrong. Ain't nothing really wrong with that because you still getting paid. I'm sorry. You still you still getting paid at the end of the day, wait. Uh -huh. We we consider ourselves to be hard workers, but you have some people who ain't hard workers and they know they ain't hard workers and they still getting paid. And that's okay. I salute you. <laughs> and we we salute you. We do. I hope I hope y'all really do send in what type of employee you think you are. I wanna share some of our faves. So y'all should y'all should send it in. As always, you guys can find us at Dinner with Jay-Z on Twitter and Instagram. Be sure to share this pod with someone if you liked it. And if you didn't know, this is a solid pod. This is a solid pod.